Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show. Coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky, in the Waterstone studio. I have my sports panel back with me today for a very special edition episode of Off the Cuff, where we're going to talk about UK football. This is the first official football podcast of the season. I've got Jordan Knasser, Zach Hahn, and Chad Ravenwater. And uh, Chad, thanks for finding the edited version of that song to come into. I didn't realize it till right at the beginning, so I really appreciate it. Not a problem at all. Thanks to Spotify. Yeah, thanks to Spotify. So how's everybody doing today? Good, man. How are you? Doing wonderful. Zach, how about you? Oh, glad to be back and in the, in the fall for once, so the spring. Yeah, I know. I know this is typically we're all together during March, March, April. Now we're here in I think this might make for everybody's first podcast in the new studio, too, other than you, isn't it? It is. At least so, yeah. It is. Well, I did have a a guest, Andrew Brockman, in here. No, all of us. Yeah, all of of us. The the sports panel, man. Yeah, this is the first time we've all been in here. We need to get a picture. Hey, uh, glad to be back on the show, by the way. Who is? Me. Oh, glad to be back on the show. (laughs) (laughs) You said said that this is our first football podcast of the season. I believe this is our first football podcast ever all of us at least have you ever done one i don't think so i I mean i've I've done we've talked about my frustrations with mark stoops and we've talked about those are well documented they are if you want to ever find out how i feel about stoops just go through the archives but this is our first football podcast it is it's usually uh you know march madness and then you know josh is the nba guest but (laughs) You know, the NBA series got canceled. My producer called me the other day and said that we're not going to be able to do any more shows. So the the NBA series was just canceled. So it's only going to be college basketball, and I guess they replaced it with this college football series. I don't know what's going on. Have you broke the news to Josh yet? <laughs> not had the, he's getting a certified letter. <laughs> I've not had the heart to tell him yet. Our producer's been in a bad mood here lately. But anyway... Yeah, it's good to have everybody back. I'm glad everybody is here. I'm glad you, what do you think of the new studio? I, of course, it's moving up in class, episode by episode. It's brand new. It is. It's brand new. Well, it was built a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I like it, but I don't have a seat to sit in, so I'm just standing up here. Yeah, no, we are standing. You actually do have a seat. I saved that seat for you, so I was going to be the I one might, standing. I might take you here in a minute. Yeah, you can take me up on that offer. But, all right, so let's jump right into our football first football podcast, official football podcast. Mark Stoops is doing a great job. He's got the team 5-0, and guys. Can you say that again? Mark Stoops is doing a great job. He's got the team 5-0. and <laughs> We need to document this. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's documented. I know that I've hated on Stoops for a long time, so let me just say this right off the bat about Stoops. I want to congratulate him. I'm going to give him credit where credit is due. He has put momentum back into the program. He has got fans excited, again, to watch every single game because we go into every single game thinking, we could win. Before, we would go into a game thinking, oh, here's another loss. But actually, legitimately, we can sit down and watch a Texas A&M game and be like, you know what, we actually have a fighting chance. So that puts excitement back into the program. But I do want to say this. It's about time. Six years. Six years Mark Stoops has been here. He still has not won a ball. I'd like to see a bow win. And I'd also like to see eight wins. Now, he's on his way to get it, but he's he's slowly earning my respect. I think he it took a while, but he finally got his team together. And Mark Stoops' defense this year at Kentucky is starting to actually look a little bit more like the defense that he was putting together when he was the D.C. at Florida State. So I like that. I think our offense still needs some work. I mean, you have Benny Snell, so it's kind of hard to say that you need work when you have Benny, but... We need, a, we need some more quarterback play. We have some good wide receivers, good talented wide receivers, and I think a quarterback that has potential to have really solid 
throwing talent. And also he has legs, so you have the dual threat, and we can really mess some people up. I would like to see a lot more of Terry Wilson tonight throwing the ball, moving the ball, and not not as much of Benny Snell, but a lot of Benny Snell as well. I think I think that could change the dynamic and make ESPN and all the major networks really look at Kentucky and be like, this is a playoff contender. I, I agree with you to some extent, but we have one of the best running backs in the nation, though. Oh, uh, I, and no one's been able to stop uh, Benny Snell Jr. Oh, I've never heard of him. South Carolina did stop him a little bit in the second. Well, we were being a little conservative as well. I mean, we knew that we had, well, we had like a three touchdown lead, two or three touchdown lead. And I believe that we Stoops knew that our defense could stop them and they had the whole game. I, yeah, that second half did worry me a little bit, but I think that they were. I don't know, but I but if we have. Snell, there's nobody that has been able to stop him yet. I don't want to argue with you on the Snell thing because there is definitely games where Snell needs to get 30, 35 carries and A.J. Rose needs to get 10 or 12, and then they just need to run the ball. And they can run all over people, but you've got to change your schemes every now and then. You can't just run the ball run all the time against Georgia and Alabama and teams like Texas A&M. You have to have a little bit more things you can do on offense, like pass the ball or have Terry Wilson – you know, take off on some draws and stuff like that. But we, I think we, our receivers have to show a little bit more. I mean, you have Lynn Bowden. That is one of the most talented, fastest players I've ever seen in college sports. I do think that uh, tonight will be a huge test um, to what you're saying. I, I should mention that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, because I, mean, I think Texas A&M is the number, three, number two or three rush defense in the nation. So mm-hmm. we'll have, definitely have a huge test tonight. Yeah, I should mention to the podcast listeners that we do play Texas A&M here in a couple hours as we're recording this. We do play Texas A&M, Kentucky going in 5-0. and And, yes, I've, I agree with you. Kentucky has a strong defense. We have a sh- Our offense is strong on parts. We're good at running the ball because we do have a great running back. But I do want to see some diversity because eventually they're going to find Benny Snell out. They're going to they're gonna recognize that they're going to give the ball to Benny every time. They're going to get him killed if they don't learn how to adjust. They're going to have to learn how to use Terry with more throws. So I do agree with you. And I think tonight also what we have to start a, a true freshman at left tackle. Right, and that's what I was going to bring up. Uh, the, the offensive line is uh, obviously we came into the season with Landon Young uh, out for the year. And then his backup, uh, I believe it's Nasir Watkins, uh, went down last week. Uh, so it's it's getting a little – Getting a little thin at the offensive line, and that's going to make it difficult to just pound the ball. I don't know if we'll be able to win uh, kind of the battle of the trenches against Texas A&M. So I agree with Jordan. I would like to see um, Terry Wilson kind of step up. we got a lot of uh, weapons at receiver, at tight end. I've, I've been hoping that C.J. Conrad would get, uh, you know, have a 5-10 to 10 reception game for a long time. I think he's got pro talent. It would be great to see it on display tonight. See, a lot of people are saying that C.J. Conrad is going to be the number one tight end prospect going into, you know, this year's NFL draft. Exactly, and we should use that more and get more production out of him while he's here. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he's a, he's a great piece to move around on the field, but as far as receptions and touchdowns, uh, we haven't necessarily seen that game in and game out. He's a solid blocker too, but another one, uh, Dorian Baker. He's you know he's had a lot of sketch kind of games, and he's made you know he's been injured for most of his what eighteen year career at Kentucky. So. Dorian Baker, the touchdown maker. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> hey, listen, man, he's you know what is it? He's like six foot five. He's just a solid frame, you know, and he can go up and he can get he can get the. Right, he's got know, a big catchability. He's yeah. he looks like a like a pro athlete, but mm-hmm. God, he cannot catch the ball. Sometimes he's not 
I don't think he's pro material. I don't think he's got a snowball chance at hell going pro. Oh no, and I agree with you. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think Dorian Baker will ever see a snap in the NFL. No, but, I'd like to see Bouvier get a little bit more involved too in the mm-hmm. slot. And then you know we had a lot of receivers last year that you know had you know they had solid years last year with Stephen Johnson, but this year they just can't make it happen with Terry Wilson because I feel like. And you know our offense we're five and zero. Obviously, we, we've been doing something right. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock on Stoops and Eddie Grant and stuff and say you know the defense or the offense needs such a big change. Right, but, right. They've been doing what they had to do to win, but the formula might be a little bit different tonight if Texas A&M jumps out to the lead. Mm-hmm. Does Stoops have it right next year? Is Kentucky when they lose these players, when they lose Snell, when they lose Josh Allen, when they lose Mike Edwards, when they lose these guys are. Is Kentucky going to go right back down to where they were? Or no, I think I think we're going to continue right where we're at. I mean, don't get me wrong; I don't think we're going to come in the next year and start five and zero by any means. Yeah. But the thing, the good thing that this year is doing for you, it's bringing in the recruits. We're pulling all the in-state recruits over Louisville right now. Yeah, Louisville, absolutely. we're winning the recruiting. Uh-huh. They got of trash yesterday. We're compl- we're we're winning the they're in-state bad. recruiting battle. Yeah, yeah, they're so bad. Absolutely. And what I was going to talk about earlier when you talked about where the program's at, and you talked about bowl losses. Yeah. I mean, that sucks. Yeah, I would have loved to beat Georgia Tech. I would have loved to have seen us beat Northwestern last year. But that's just – those games don't matter that much. When you look – It does look at Kentucky. When I look at college football, I look at it – you almost got to look at it like boxing or UFC as far as judging where you're at. It's like a ladder. You know, you want your team to be higher in those rankings. And they go – you know, even though they only show you the top 25 in the, in the paper – it goes all the way down, and where where Kentucky's at has consistently moved up, and where the floor kind of is for us now, I think Stoops has brought that up a lot. So, mm-hmm. will we be 13th in this in the country at this time next year? Probably not, but we won't be in the 70s or the 80s, kind of where we've we've been at low points in the past. You know that that low point now for us is right around the top 25, I think, and that's definitely an improvement for the state of the program long term. If we win tonight against Texas A&M, is this for the program? Bigger this win is it bigger than the Florida win this year? I think honestly, with I think this win, I mean that Florida one's going to be hard to beat just because it was a rally for this football team. But if we beat Texas A&M tonight, I think that will probably be the biggest Kentucky football win of our lifetimes. Just because I think it will push us into the top ten. We have a couple. I'm not going to say easy games because we have Missouri and they've got one hell of a quarterback back there. But we have Missouri. What we have Vanderbilt in front of uh, Georgia yeah. and a bye week. Yeah. So you know we're possibly looking at going at what seven and zero or eight and zero into that Georgia game, and they're going to still probably be number two team in the nation at home. It just sold out today. Imagine how wild Commonwealth Stadium or Kroger Field or whatever you want to call it will be for that Georgia game with an eight and zero Kentucky team. Have you seen the ticket prices on those? I bet they're wild. Oh, I, I paid eighty three dollars a piece. Yeah. Are you going to taste the Georgia game for, for, for the cheapest? Uh, when did you get those? Well, there's not a bad stadium. Really. Last week. That's a good thing about Kirk Field. Is it what now? So there's not really a bad seat in the stadium. There's not a bad seat in the stadium. I mean, you still got to sit on bleachers. They could do a lot better. They could have back seats. But if if we lose tonight, do you think that hurts our season at all? Or is it still a – As long as we don't get season? blown out, I don't think it's going to add – I mean, it, it'll it'll make it hard to win the East, but I don't think it'll be like a catastrophic, like the wheels come off. It won't, but it will, it will slow down the momentum just a tad. I, yeah. I think so, too. I mean, we'll still be in the top 25, maybe hanging around 2022. 20, but if we did lose, we still have a legitimate chance to – when we do play Georgia, too, I mean, we have to obviously beat them, but we still have a chance of winning the East. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, it's still – uh, you still have to see them go six and zero because when's the last time that happened? Yeah, see, and that seventies. 
Yeah, and what's, I mean, yeah. It's the first time we've been three and zero conference play since what seventy seven. Yeah, and we were on probation that year. Oh, so, <laughs> oh, is this is our is this our first time playing Texas A and M? Uh, probably not ever, but I think this is since third, been this in the is third game. This is our third game. I think they've won in Commonwealth, and then we've won down there. Yeah, I didn't think we'd be. It's our third game playing. Now, to to Jordan's point earlier, I think it would be like if you take the streak out of it, the streak getting the streak off. Um, you know, beating Florida this year was a big deal, but as far as like going and beating an SEC West team on the road. Um, that's that is huge. Well, I mean, about the Florida streak, and we're all kind of glancing back at the TV uh, that uh, Adam's got set up in the in the booth over here. Yeah, but we're because we were we, all together. We do have the SC. What the was this on CBS? Yes. And it's the LSU number five LSU at number twenty two Florida. Who Kentucky went down to the swamp and beat? And Florida's beating LSU right now, fourteen to thirteen. So, and that's, you know, the top five team in the nation, and, and Florida's looking pretty solid against them. So, that makes me feel a little bit better about, you know, what this team is actually about right now. Right, I know. Oh, yeah, it's also, a 50, it's a 50 right is now. it really? Oh, I should mention also to the listeners, to on the podcast, I'm going to start a new segment uh, ever so often where I'm going to be giving my expert picks on sports betting. I am like 8 for 10 right now with sports betting, which is a really, really good record. If you want, practically a master. It practically. So for free, I'm going to give you my picks. So all you got to do is listen to off the cuff on random days. I'll give you random picks to random games, and you can uh, you can benefit from. Talk about random games. You got that right. You're betting on UNLV and New Mexico State. Well, my strategy is locks. So I got UNLV and New Mexico, which is 63 under. 63 is a lot of points for anybody to try to get. I want you to put the points on the board. I'm always going to bet. Under on those big ones. All right, so that's your angle. I was thinking you were an expert on uh, desert football, but uh... <laughs> my angle is pretty simple: bet on big, luscious numbers or bet on big, luscious spreads. Can we go talking? Can, uh, I don't want to change the subject. I'm feeling like Josh here, but uh, going back to talking about Stoops, I believe during the Florida game, I asked you what Stoops had to do for you uh, to win him over, and I believe you said we had to beat we had to beat Florida. And we had to win a bowl game. Yes. Let's say we go eleven and one okay. in the regular season and losing a bowl game. What's your What's your view on that? I, I think I think that if we lose the bowl, then we just lose the bowl. I'll have to give them credit where credit is due. Eleven games is pretty successful. I mean, we could still go to an amazing bowl and probably lose that because we are going to have some competitive matchups. But I'm telling you, this team I could put them up against anybody. They've given me no reason not to put him up against. So have you officially jumped on the Stoops wagon? Or you no, I have not. On? He in his sixth year, he's he's listen, Chad. He's been he's won five games before. He's only won five games. Slow down. He's only won two at two. I'm sorry, three. He's won. Has he won three or two? What was it like SEC his, games? Three. His like year. his like fourth or his second or third season. He we started out like four and zero. Second season, yeah, we, were we, we was five, like five, we were five and one, one for yeah. a while. We lost six straight. Yeah. So Stoops has been here before, and there's still so much room for things to go wrong. I mean, we have Texas A&M that we could lose to. We have, honestly, I mean, we really could get upset by. We could get upset by Missouri. Missouri looks good. <sighs> I'm telling you, Georgia, it's going to be tough. Probably lose that. Tennessee, another. It's at Tennessee. It could upset us. Louisville's a Louisville's Louisville. It's it's kind of like you know. Kentucky Louisville games, no matter what, one team can be the worst team in the nation, and the other can be ranked number one. That that in-state rivalry always brings a football game or a basketball game or whatever sport they're playing at. It's going to be a close game. There's you don't see very many blowouts in those games. Yeah, I was telling Banks earlier that uh, how bad Louisville was. I mean, look in 2016 when 
we were like 26 point underdog going into Louisville and we ended up losing. I, I told him this could be a year that we're the best team. We go to Louisville and they just smack us, even though they sucked this year. Let me ask so, you I mean, this. Let me ask you this. Do you think that if Stoops lost out from here on out, he lost every game, so if he ended the season with a five game winning season, what, what's your opinion of him then? I mean, my opinion of him is still, I would, you know, I'm still fine. I'm not. You know, I'm not the biggest Mark Stoops fan in the world. You know, there's other coaches that I would like to have, but I don't think Kentucky football is going to be able to bring those coaches in. Name your biggest one. So, I mean, for example, I, you know, Mark Stoops' is his older brother. I would I would love to have Bob. You'd like Les to have Bob? Miles. Yeah, Les Miles runs an older offense. He still doesn't have a job. I like the shark daddy, Jim McElwain. I'd like to bring him Kentucky. Well, let me just say this is a ridiculous question. Yeah. If, if they lost the next seven games, yeah. like talk about getting ahead of yourself there. That's as bad as saying that they're going to go 11 and 1. But I mean, yeah, if they lost the next seven games, I'd say fire them because that would include losses to like Vandy, Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. <laughs> it's very unlikely. Louisville. But realistically, let's, okay, okay, I'll give that to you. So let's just say he wins, he wins Middle Tennessee and he wins Missouri. He finishes with seven like he typically does. Is it still on the up and up, or? I think it's still, you know, seven and five. I think it's still, you know, all in all, it's on the up and up, you know. But the only thing that would scare me about, you know, losing, what, five of the next set, whatever, you know. Yeah, I guess the games we have, yeah. Then um, that it depends on what kind of recruiting, you know, how the recruiting fares from there. Because if, we're, if, if we can't, if we can keep these solid recruits coming in, I mean, we have a pipeline through Ohio, a solid pipeline through Ohio, thanks to Mark Stoops. We have a solid pipeline through Florida. Thanks. What's what's the coach? Uh, Vince Merrill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kentucky football recruiting is at a level we have not seen before. And if we lose five of the next seven games, that's going to scare me on where these recruits are going to really be looking at this team, thinking, do they want to come here and try this again with this? Or, you know, what's going on? And then, we're, like you said, we're going to lose a lot of our, our – our, almost our entire defense is going to go pro. Yeah. Or not go pro, necessarily go pro, but, you know, graduate. Yeah. You know, Josh Allen's going to go on top 15 picks probably, but then we're going to have somebody like Cash Daniels to step almost right back in, you know, to replace a Josh Allen or Jordan Jones or whoever you want to put him back in at linebacker, you know. So then you'll lose Benny. And then I didn't realize till the other day, Terry Wilson's only a sophomore. Right. Just knowing he came from a junior college, for some reason I thought he was a junior. Yeah. So we'll have him for the next couple of years. I think that'll be interesting to see. I think he can really develop into this offense and be a be a Lamar Jackson type player if he can develop the throwing aspect a little bit more. Okay, so have any of you guys been to any UK games yet this season? No, I have not. Yet? I, I went to South Carolina game. You went to South Carolina game. Did you sit in the upper or lower arena? Upper, but they had backs. Okay, they did have backs? They did have Oh, they didn't have backs in the upper arena? Yeah, now? for about the first half. Okay, did your section vibrate at all? Did your section move when the crowd got really loud? Uh, no. You didn't feel it shake? I felt my section shake. For a second, I got scared. Like, I really did think that it was going to collapse. Because I watch a lot of YouTube. I get sucked into YouTube at 3 a.m. a lot in the mornings. And I watch a lot of, like, dangerous videos. I watched this one video of this wedding party that was dancing on this on the floor and the floor collapsed and they all fell to their death. That was terrifying. So I was thinking about at that game when they were when the when the stadium was shaking, I was like, what if this fell? That's a long way down. You know how 
how no, hot no. that is. Yeah, it would no. be worth it for I a heard. Kentucky win. <laughs> <laughs> I heard. Yeah, I'd rather be on the. I'd rather be sitting in the seats than sitting under them. I heard. <laughs> yep. say that the, the atmosphere was so rocking that night that the, the ground is like. I mean, it was shaking. It was rocking. It was rocking me out of my seat. Like it was. It was scary. But I do got to give credit to the fans. Crowberfield has been putting out. This mm-hmm. season. That's the thing that I'm excited for, man. Like I said earlier in the podcast, mm-hmm. eight no Kentucky team. If we can get there against number two Georgia team, yeah. Commonwealth Stadium will be wild. Fans it are will, excited. It'll be the loudest game that that stadium's oh probably my. ever seen. Yeah, fans are really excited. I mean, you really do see fans tailgating, talking about football. I've not heard any mention of basketball. That's what I was going to say. You know what's Friday? The uh, big blue madness. madness. It took y'all five seconds to figure that out, but still, yeah, I mean, it's always the bye week. But yeah. no one's talking about it. The like, bot, yeah, the I actually, ain't gonna be, I'm not gonna be able to watch it. I can't. I have something to do that night, so I can't watch it. But oh well. You can't find things to do instead of Kentucky. You, know, well, you gotta go. To, gotta go to a wedding Friday night. It's blue white game. Who has weddings on blue blue madness night? Non Kentucky fans. Non Kentucky fans, right? Is it out of state? No, it's it's here, but in Lexington. No, it's in Georgetown. Oh, okay. But I mean. It's football season, though. They didn't have a football game that weekend, so that's true. I mean, if I was to, if I was going to miss a UK event, it would probably be Big Blue Madness. I don't know if I like me and Zach were just kind of quietly talking in the background. I think both of us would agree. If we had to miss a Kentucky event, it'd be the Blue White game. <laughs> I'd rather watch him play Asbury. I hate the Blue White game because there is no competitive. It's just watching them practice. Mm-hmm. It's boring. It's, I it's wouldn't really pay boring. money for it. I hate that. I game. think honestly, for me, uh, Big Blue Madness has become like. The showcase of the dark side of the one and done and yes. everything that none of us like about this era. Like, we all like the wins. We like being at the top. And we wouldn't trade that. But at the same time, like, I mean, having a guy that's 18 years old and just came out of high school and he's got, like, this rock star production and it, they're just playing each other. Like, come on. And I think they've ruined the – they're going to – I mean, not ruin it because I think it ultimately is going to make the team a lot better. But – we did the uh, Bahamas tour, so yeah, everybody's that, already seen this team. Right, it's not like you know. Usually, the Big Blue Madness is the introduction to the team. You yeah, know these no, new players, fine. but we've already seen. We've, yeah, we've seen four games. Games, yeah. Yeah, the one thing that I think that we don't like in the Cal era, the Big Blue Madness night really. Yeah, they players just, they, in the program. They turn up the voltage for those yeah. players that night. They got Drake coming out. They got entrance music. They got titantrons like WWE wrestlers. And I understand why they have to do that because I'm sure we're not the only program that, that does that. Right. It's a good recruiting tool. Right. But it, it, to me, yeah, it just it speaks to the players being bigger than the program. Exactly. Big Blue Madness, though. I've never been to a Big Blue Madness. Can we point something out real quick? Banks has a fridge in the, in the studio, and he's got some waters in there, and uh, – Chad just went into the fridge real quick in the studio, and Banks has cereal in their fridge. Yes, <laughs> and so many people. Why do you refrigerate cereal? But so many people call me out on that. Why don't you refrigerate cereal? It keeps it fresh. If you keep your cereal out, it's going to dry up. Just keep your cereal in your fridge. It's going to be cold and fresh. Is that, just dry. Is that a proven fact? Yes. Huh? I've never heard it. Heard well, of you, you're hearing it. It's kind of bulky. It's <laughs> it is bulky. It does take up a lot of room. But when you have a fridge like mine, there's not a lot of stuff to put in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of room for the ketchup and a couple bottles of water. Did you see all beer. the RC Cola I had in there, though? I have a bunch of RC Cola. <laughs> you can go to business. Yeah. Let me get an RC Cola. Yeah, yeah. Have, have you guys ever had an RC? Would you guys like to try an RC? I think everybody... Gr- 
Most of us growing up here probably grew up on RC. I know you said Chad had never had one until like two weeks ago when we no, watched. No, I the, had had one, but we just made it. A, or no, was it was it Banks that never had one? No, no. God, I grew up with RC. Okay, yeah, my barber back in uh, back in uh, Letcher County, back in Awesome. His name was Roger, and I'll tell you the story about how he's no longer my barber anymore. But RC, he used to have an RC machine in his barber shop. And RC was always the prime pop. It was always sold out. Are they owned by somebody now? Royal Crown Cola. Are they independent still? They didn't get like bought out by Coke or Pepsi. I or... thought this was. A, I thought it was the same brand who owned like uh, A&W Root Beer and yeah. No, see, it up. says uh, trade copyright Dr Pepper Seven Up. RC so, RC tastes just so like they Pepsi. Just bought, they just bought it out. R- I love RC. It probably like, is Pepsi. It's a forgotten pop. I think I'll say I probably haven't had an RC Cola since I was maybe like eight. Years old, maybe and, ten years old. And that's the because of marketing. I swear, it's because it's hard to find too, and it's it's because of marketing. I, if you drink it, you will be you will go back to it. Well, a little country store next to my house. Not, now, if, you had, if you had a Doctor Thunder, I might take you up on that. <laughs> Doctor, maybe a Mountain Lightning. <laughs> have you ever had a Mister Pop? No, Mister Pop. Mister yeah. Pop is that you're just making that up? No, Mister Pop. Really, it was one of those generic Walmart <laughs> brands. It was right beside of Doctor Pepper. It was Mister Pop. Try Mr. Pop. Have you all ever had Tad? <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, gosh. yes. No, I've never had a tab, I, but I had a neighbor who drank all gosh. the time. Gosh, yeah, I, I had a neighbor that lived. They lived off a tab, man. That's all they ever drank. You go over to their house. They did have. They would keep because they babysitted me when I was young, and they would keep RC cola for me. But they would live off tab. Yeah. All right. Well, that took a big spin. <laughs> that really did take a big spin. Let's get out of the rabbit hole. <laughs> really quick before we move on to other things, I just want to say some breaking breaking news here. In this good old United States of America, I don't know if anyone has been following this coverage, but I'm sure some of my listeners has because we got we got a lot of diverse listeners for the show. But Brett, I can't say his last name. Kevin Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Say it again. Kevin Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh. There you go. There we go. Thank you very much. He has been sworn in as the Supreme Court Justice. So he won. He won. What do you all think about it? Well, I think I'll start it off since somebody's, everybody's like, oh gosh, you brought up politics now. Um, I think it was good. Uh, you know, I, I've been telling you, man, it's, uh, it's always supposed to have been uh, innocent until proven guilty in this, in this country. And I just don't think a uh, big political spectacle mm. makes somebody guilty, no matter how bad they wanted to be guilty. Um, so I'm glad to see it be over with hopefully everybody can can move on and, and respect him as a supreme court justice and, and let him do his job and some people say it was a coincidence that he was even accused of this right before he was sworn into the high seat in the yeah Supreme the timing was court. very very suspicious yeah they really wanted to win just like lindsey graham said you all want power god i hope you never get it but yeah he won and i understand if you guys don't want to talk about it it's well cool. I haven't kept up with the situation that much. I'm still trying to figure out exactly how many combat missions Amy McGrath's flown. So. <laughs> 81. 89. 89? 89. I bet she's probably flown more than that. She just didn't want to tell you. Since she's done that last commercial, <laughs> she's probably she's flown pro- two more. At least, at least two. Yeah. <laughs> her commercials, though, she does look very masculine in them. Like, she does look like she runs her household. Her husband, oh my gosh. She definitely wears the pants on her head. Definitely. I feel sorry for him. He's just over there in the corner with the dogs and the kids, and he's like, hey, Amy, go out there and do your thing. I'm over here with the kids. Like, It's kind of like, wow. Yeah, and then she goes outside, gets in the jet plane, and takes off. Yeah, with her swinging military 
Boss. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a good pun to say there. <laughs> yeah, you got you got stuck on that one. I got stuck on that one, but yeah. Uh, politics, man. Uh, I don't know, Zach. You said that she was kind of stuck up when you seen her at the. Oh, I didn't, I've never seen her. I've oh, okay. seen her. Was uh, it Allison Grimes you seen? Uh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, I didn't think she was was that bad. Uh, flashy. Yeah, flashy for sure, but. Um, I don't know. I don't know which way I'm going to vote on that one still. I'm still undecided. Well, your vote matters. You're an American. Yeah, yeah. Our vote matters a lot on this one. Could de- determine who controls the House. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Productions? Yeah. Productions? What is it? Production. <laughs> a producer is in the bathroom. <laughs> can you... Can you what keep... a lousy producer. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you. I'm telling you. He, he misspells words. Like I couldn't even pronounce Cabana's word name. Is that his last name? Kavana? Kavanaugh? Why can't I say that? I mean, really? That's horrible. I can't even read it off of a piece of paper. Kavanaugh. We're going to make you know, we're gonna have a, predictions or anything before we go off here? Predictions? Okay, yeah. Texas A&M or Kentucky, who you got? Jordan. Everybody in the room You're probably going to hate Who's, me here. Score. Uh, we have your final score. Um... Thirty-one to fourteen, Texas A&M. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Thirty-one fourteen, Texas A&M. Oh gosh. Okay. Ooh, he sees it. Not even being close. Okay. What are we over here even watching it for then? Ooh. This, I feel like this episode has been so dark. It's been negative. We're freaking five and zero. Oh. I don't think. It's, I, don't, I mean, we're five and zero. Oh. We're not six and zero. Oh. We'll get happy on Sunday. Oh, just banks. He just he's just so anti-stoops. It just seeps into. Oh, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> okay, Zach, who do you have? Well, I'm going to say Kentucky 21. Okay. Texas A&M 24. Okay. So you're giving me shit and you're over here well, picking it to be a one-sided <laughs> blowout like you did. Let's hear what, how much Kentucky's going to win by when it comes to Chad. Because we all know Chad thinks Kentucky's going to win. I'm going to say Texas A&M 17. Cats 27. Are you looking at the Mega Million numbers? I'm scrolling. <laughs> he's, he's playing, playing Keno. I'm throwing the I'm scrolling. Keno. I, I just, no, I'm scrolling Facebook. Make sure you need to get a uh, Keno board up in the studio. Like, you should. I, I really should. I should turn this place into a sports book since I'm getting so into <laughs> this, it. This little corner I'm in right now, man, this is a perfect for a Keno machine. Actually, I'm, 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 I'm paying my score. 17 28, because if it would have been 27, I mean, we had to kick two field goals. Or, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm not doing math right now, but I don't, I'm not really going to be dependent on our field goal. For our kicker tonight, so I'm gonna say 28-17. My, my four touchdowns. My prediction: Kentucky 21, and I'm gonna have to go Texas A&M 37. Oh my god! Yeah, Man. I think I think that Texas A&M is going to um, tear the house down tonight at College Station. Unfortunately, I think that the uh, our winning streak comes to an end tonight. But I do think that Stoops can pick it back up against Vandy, and he could still, you know. Keep the momentum going. This is this game, though, I said last week that this game would be, if we beat South Carolina, which we did last week, this week would be my seal-the-deal game for Mark Stoops' Kentucky Wildcats. If we can go to College Station and we can go to the Swamp and beat both of those teams this season, I think the sky's the limit for this team. But they have to get this win for me to be 100% sold on this Kentucky football is the real deal. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
if we were playing at home, then I I know for a fact we'd win because we're obviously the better team. But they're I agree. Their atmosphere though, they're not really like close to hundred thousand. That's that's what scares me. Mm-hmm. And College Station is wild. But I mean, we play well down at the swamp, so you never know, man. This is just a this is a special team, I believe, and uh, I think Stoops is going to get them hyped up. I heard <clears> that from the players that Stoops does a really a damn good job of getting the players hyped for road games. So we'll see. We'll see if we got them hype enough for tonight. Chad, if, if Kentucky wins, you should get to go around and just backhand all of us. <laughs> Actually, hold on. No. I'll make it even better. Kentucky wins. I'm not going to pick Kentucky to win. Banks, remember what the bet was in Florida? You were going to sing my old Kentucky home. If Kentucky <laughs> wins tonight, since I'm the only one who said Kentucky's going to win, if they win – you got to sing Malcolm Take You Home in your little opera setup, voice. Your opera voice. And we get to post it on the off-the-cuff Facebook page. Folks, you may not hear it too too often on off-the-cuff, but I've heard it. Uh, Banks has a hell of a range. <laughs> just a hell of a range. He hits some notes that you're just like, wow, really? I don't know how I do it. I don't really know how I make my voice hit those high notes. I, I can do it, though. I can turn my voice into an opera voice. If you if this was the 80s, you would definitely be I, like... I'd be a superstar. I'd be oh, a, yeah. A yeah, you'd have some, some big ballad hits. You know? so is, that a, is that a deal? Uh, you know, oh, you got to put it on off-the-cuff page. Hey, let your viewers listen. You don't think they're going to have... You don't think they have a chance at all. I don't. So if they win, then you gotta you got to post it. You know what? Deal. Deal? Okay, Let's so and if Kentucky loses... Here's what I'm not, I want you to do for me. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't go into a bit with just a wood side. I know what you're going to. I know what, No, go ahead. So, what do you got? You have to call into KSR tonight as Fake Chester, and you have to debut your <laughs> Fake Chester voice tonight on on uh, the KSR post game show after the game. I think you could work too. Chester. I think you could work too. I'm going to get in. It, 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 I mean, if you don't you'll, get in, you don't get in, but you've got to try. You'll get in on a loss. Yeah. Oh, those are usually the toughest to get in on. Those losses because everybody wants to bitch. But yeah, I can't even try KSR anymore. Is that, is that a kicks, deal? Matt kicks me off. Yeah, <laughs> that is a deal. All right, we got a deal. So <laughs> that's a handshake. Yeah. We all saw it. But how come I'm the only one? I mean, I guess they. You're the one that decided to make this deal. You kind of threw the. You the. We're minding our own business. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, does anyone have anything to add before we close? Shut it down in the studio, as P D D likes to say. I got one last thing. Yes. Go Cats. I hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope that the cats win. I hope I lose my bet that I bet Texas A&M to win on, and I hope that uh, you know I'm singing "Old Kentucky Home" on Facebook. Tonight. Let me tell you what: them cats are going to go down there to Tyler Field, and they're going to win some A ass. Let me tell you what: cats by eleven. <laughs> fake Chester, thank you, thank you, Fake love Chester. It. We love See, it. Fake Chester debuted here on off the cuff. Who was the guy that Chester got into a big uh, battle? Daryl. Daryl. Yeah, I'm telling you, Fake Chester, we can create him a, uh, a Twitter account, and he can be an exclusive off-the-cuff caller as well. And, of course, everybody will know fake who Fake Chester, Chester is. <laughs> he is Fake Chester. you got to be Fake Chester. All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Cuff. I want to give a shout-out and a special thanks to Chad Rainwater, Zach Conn, and Jordan Canasso for being on the show. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, absolutely. Good to be here. And I will see you in the next episode.